fact that you like me right now. You like me. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> Apparently we're in France. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Welcome to Happy Valley Speakeasy. And then we're in Gay Paris. <laughs> nice. I, I literally uh, I searched for cheesy accordion music and this is the first thing that came up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what, why did you need cheesy accordion music? I was thinking of Hiram. Oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. In case you didn't know, the boy does play the accordion. And he learned it specifically because the accordion is the most annoying instrument he could think of. <laughs> this is true. He was very open about it. <laughs> we are sans Hiram, and it looks like we're going to be sans Hiram the rest of the, high, the summer season. This week is uh, finals. So oh, for Victoria. For Victoria. And yesterday, his work just got awarded all of the school district work that has to be done before the school starts the, in three weeks. The fact that they are awarding it now instead of the beginning of the summer, like they should have, uh huh, sounds like our normal school district. It does. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be uh, working over at Hurricane High. Um, I'm not Hurricane. Uh, Pineview High, Hurricane Middle. Um, well, he was already involved in Hurricane Middle. But, uh, well, yeah, but there's, they still got a ton of stuff to do. Well, I don't doubt they still got a ton of stuff to do. But. <clears throat> and then there was a couple other uh, elementaries that are getting, uh, need new controllers for the new <laughs> HVAC systems, which none of those HVAC systems will show up until two weeks after school starts. Oh, that's going to be a lovely <laughs> time for the kids. Oh, yeah. Because we're still in 100-plus degree weather. Yeah. Well, usually by then we're down into the high 90s because of the high yeah, humidity. That's true. Because we start having the, the monsoons <laughs> roll through. Well, our monsoons have showed up early this year. Oh, what we were getting isn't monsoon. It, it was close to that pattern, but didn't come out of the Gulf. But this is boring crap. So Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Happy Valley Speakeasy, the podcast. You can contact us on our Facebook, Happy Valley Speakeasy, or pod people at happyvalleyspeakeasy.com. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and happyvalleyspeakeasy.com. And several other podcasting listing places it's odd how you, the stuff we find <laughs> I, that google search you sent me <laughs> that was weird man i did a an ego search for happy valley speak easy on google <laughs> and the four pages pages of results most of it was links to our facebook and stuff like that but on the third page is a bbc production show called happy valley and <laughs> they obviously just had a search engine pulling stuff in because it was tiled like a like a microsoft page Right. And the third tile on the left-hand side down was a, a YouTube link to one of the, the church chicks. One of the, yeah, one of our one of our comedic videos, which was I I found that disturbing. Oh, it was extremely disturbing. <laughs> so uh, because of that, Kimball ran into what our numbers for the month is, and boy, are you guys impressing the hell out of us. You guys must be really bored for summer entertainment. We're loving it. We appreciate it. Yeah, we, we, we absolutely love you all for listening. And I don't know why you do, but we love you. There is a, a theory as we've been going through um, seeing, learning about all these countries, people from different countries listening to us. Um, our mothers come up with a theory that the reason why we're getting so many, especially from the Middle East, is they don't understand 
sarcasm and that we're speaking <laughs> sarcastically, and this actually is not CIA code talk. They they actually believe us to be a news information source. <laughs> durka durka. <laughs> well, we do have plenty of news. It's stupid items. Very. Right off the bat, Commodore is making a comeback. <laughs> the, On the phone, right? Yeah, the brand's going to launch Android smartphone that that will that will come with all the old Commodore 64 games. So when do we get the Texas Instrument phone? Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, Commodore 64 came out, and right after that, that's when uh, Texas Instruments introduced theirs, yeah, and true. that was to compete with the uh, put it together Apple II before the Apple II E. Yeah. For all those that are you know Care. over over <laughs> 27 years old or what over 37 years old. Um. <clears throat> yeah, we definitely won't be seeing the Tandy. <laughs> the Tandy. Well, Tandy was his Radio Shack brand, right? Yeah, yep, okay. we definitely won't be seeing the Tandy. <laughs> the Tandy smartphone. <laughs> that would be absolutely funny. You watch it comes out. Tandy comes out with a smartphone, but it's actually a brick. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's got the smartphone guts. It's got a, 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 it's got a screen, touch screen on it, but it's molded after the old original brick, brick phones. phones. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> you know how retro uh, yeah. Tandy always was. Yeah. <laughs> it was retro before retro was a fad. <laughs> yep. So here's a, a news item to be cataloged <clears throat> under WTF. Sure. Four-year-old girl attacks cop in desperate bid to stop them arresting her mom for stealing heroin from an informant. <laughs> you can't write this stuff. I, I would just, how do you get a kid? Well, I can understand motivating to stop your mommy from being taken away. Yeah. That one I get. No, I get, I get the, the girl's motivation and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't change the fact that, A, Mommy's on heroin. B, she's stealing heroin. And C, happens to be stealing it from an informant to the cops. And D, that the kid is still, you know, well, I'm pretty sure that kid's in CPS now. Oh, you think? <laughs> My favorite one that I found this week is, what's that? Waving at your spouse. Oh. And she's opening the door. You no, know, I'm going to be told something. Bringing clean laundry into our podcast. We don't do clean stuff here. No. <laughs> You're really going to soil those. Those are the whites. <laughs> That was on air. <laughs> oh, thank you. We, we're going to have that problem later. <laughs> she turned on the lights. Um, so Apple is showing a weak forecast, and because of it, their shares dropped 7% in one day. And do you know why they're showing a weak forecast? Because there is, they are a rudderless ship. Because other than the hardcore Mac heads, no one wants to pay $500 for a wristwatch. Or, a fi- or $700 for a phone. And uh, they haven't really made an upgrade on on their uh, Mac OS for a while. I mean, Snow Leopard was the last one I know about. But they did. Or make, Mountain Lion. Mountain Lion. Mountain Lion is what's current. They did make that update when they came <clears> out with the iPhone 6. That allows it to blue screen. <laughs> That's true. Going to beat that one to death. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for as much shit as we got yeah, from the Mac heads on the blue screen of death with the Windows 95. Yeah, you got to admit, that was funny as hell at Comdex. <laughs> it was, but. Uh, for, for those who. Uh, I've, I know we've gone through it in an older podcast, but Bill Gates gets up to do a demonstration on Windows 98 at Comdex, the main keynote about plug-and-play automatically loading drivers. The problem was the scanner that they'd sent out that they tested with in their labs, they forgot to send the power cord. Oops. And so they had to really quickly go out and find a scanner, and they found one that was a similar model but not the exact same. Didn't and, get a chance to test it beforehand. And didn't have the drivers. The drivers and, weren't loaded, so right. it crashed on stage in front of everybody. Well, the biggest problem that Apple has now is they have nobody with vision no. to guide them. Well, the problem, 
it's not so much. I know that there are very imaginative people that work there that are very creative. The problem is that they don't have anyone that has a strong enough um, personality that's high enough to be able to give the, the company direction. Well, uh, let's just say that I think that everybody that's in leadership positions now have no vision. They have, they have no imagination of where to go. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. It's, I'm about to do something on my phone. Okay. Just kind of wondering what you're, where you're going with this. Um, so, I mean, I found that uh, Apple having just <laughs> one hell of a week, and it doesn't look like they're going to be recovering, even though they opened up the new China market, but China doesn't have that much money. Well, aside from that, I mean, well, they've got a very strong standing <clears throat> in the Japanese market. Well, I don't even want to say a very strong standing because while they've been fairly even with the Android market in the U.S., uh, internationally, especially in Asia, Android far, far outsells Apple and has for years because they know <laughs> what, how they make their devices. So guess what TV series has to come back now? What's that? Xena and the Princess Warriors coming back to NBC. Now, I saw an interview with, um, with what's her name? Lu- Lucy Lawless? No, it's not with her. Yeah, she was saying that she, as far as she knew, there wasn't uh, going to be a comeback show, and she was hoping there would be one that starred her. Well, there's one coming back, and it's, it's a, not a, starring re- her. Reboot without her. It is. Well, that makes sense why she doesn't know about it. <laughs> I know. I, I think you're going to see a whole bunch of diehard fans that are in their mid-40s and 30s that are going to be really pissed off that it's not Lucy Lawless. I never got into that show, so which is also no, why I didn't know Steve see, Campbell would have been on it. <laughs> Steve Campbell? You mean Bruce. Or Bruce Campbell, sir. <sighs> Okay, you're you're like you got a half a nut removed for that. Oh come on, get over it. <laughs> if Hiram was here, he would slap you. Yeah, okay, I'm killing your audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic timing. <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, the deal is that uh, I I don't think it'd be nearly as good without Bruce Campbell. Again, I never watched the show with or without him. I have no real opinion on that. Oh, well. <laughs> so I don't remember. On the podcast last week, did I talk about uh, the the Happy Meal toy, the minion that swears? Yes. Okay. And we, you and I were talking about you getting one to, uh, well, you, I thought you were eventually going to, hold on. Before you do, yeah, you're going to pod yourself way up. Ow. Dude, you're just slapping a flesh-colored thing <laughs> into your hand. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I got to cut that out and put it onto an, uh, a single button so I can have that anytime I want it. Uh, what you need to do is you need to um, you need to put an eighth-inch jack in there so you can record it yeah. onto, uh, digitally. <laughs> And then uh, you have one of three. Well, what's really funny is um, when that showed up, first my wife's going, what's in the package? Then why? (laughs) And then my two-year-old saw it and stole it. I had to steal it back from him two days ago. (laughs) Nice. Minion. So did she take the little minion to the minion? No. He's too hyper to sit through a movie. I see. So you got to wait for the DVD and then let him. um, She took Taylor to it and Jessica. but Mm. Too bad we don't have anybody give us a review. Yeah. I do know that uh, Ant Man is outpacing in the, in the theaters, uh, is outpacing many, the mini movie. I can see that, but there's a whole lot more people with uh, 
you know, older people with uh, disposable well, I, income to go choose I between actually, I actually a CGI a, a, and that. I find it a little surprising because Minion is a, is a known a known product that has a big following already. Yeah, where but, people really don't know the Ant Man character. There's not a lot. Yeah, yes and no because there's a whole lot more people I think go to Comic Con than used to. Well, that's definitely true. So, and I, I mean, think word of mouth is going to be I mean, spreading that one around. When they're selling out at San Diego, that says something. <laughs> when they're selling out in Salt Lake. Well, that's not that big a haul. Uh, they're not in the Ice Palace anymore. Right. Well, actually, I think they take up both the Ice Palace and the, uh, and the arena. Yeah. <clears throat> actually, we need to get our, our resident <laughs> expert back. <laughs> so, a uh, female Maryland politician flew into a rage outside her husband's house and... Because she was so mad, she bared her breasts, then started waving them around with her hands. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that one. <laughs> Just please tell me that wasn't Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no, but she... Um, and Hillary, don't do this. <laughs> she is a state delegate in Maryland. Oh, this ought to be good. For, I mean, for, for uh, which, which side? Democrat. Ooh, nice. Well, it's Maryland. <laughs> and she sits on the House Ms. of Delegates. Jugs, in 2015. <laughs> Yeah, according to court reports, Kelly Fluent, uh, what's her name, Kelly, where's the last name? What, what would possess you to get so pissed off right. that you need Ariana to... Kelly, that's her name. Ariana Kelly. <laughs> uh, flew into rage outside the Bethesda home, I can never say that, so. Bethesda, Bethesda home of Barack Sanford, who she divorced in November when she found out that his new fiance was in the house. Charging documents undercurred by Washington oh, Post. They're divorced. She doesn't have anything to say about it. Yeah, no kidding. But um, dem- she demanded to be let in the house, started ringing and banging on the door, ringing the doorbell uh, when um, when the ex refused to let her in for okay. obvious reasons. So first, why don't you pull out your cell phone and put this all over YouTube? During the incident Please. last month, uh, the ex reportedly started filming Kelly on a cell phone. Sweet. Including footage of her revealing her breasts and grabbing them. We've got to find this. <laughs> this is an audio podcast. And that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the charging document described Kelly with one breast in each hand, shaking them up and down. You've got to put music <laughs> to that one. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other An officer one. responded to the things? unusual disturbance and reportedly tried to convince Kelly to cover up and leave, which she refused, <laughs> of course, because she's a psycho ex. Uh, according to the Post, the officer told Kelly she was liable for arrest on the grounds of indecent exposure, which was met with the reply, arrest me then. So he did. Nice. <laughs> one cuff around each breast. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. Uh, <laughs> After the, char- the charges emerged, Kelly declined to comment, though her attorney said she would be aggressively disputing the charges. Are we surprised by that? Wait, now, first of all, if there's video of this, uh-huh. I dare you to try. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could just see this. I could see that video going all over in, the, in that precinct. According to the Washington Post, Kelly is considering running for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives, <laughs> which will be left vacant by fellow Democrat Chris Van Hollen, who is gunning for a seat in the Senate. Go for it. So, because there's so much global warming <gasps> that the die. Arctic Global Warming Expedition has been canceled because of too much ice. Damn it. <laughs> so, we just saved ourselves. Uh, it was going to be $32 million of taxpayer money to go to Hudson Bay and then over the, and uh, check out the thickness of the ice. But they can't get there. 
So many bad thickness jokes I can make. There. <laughs> so in Tennessee, um, the state's getting in a lot of trouble right now for uh, a, a campaign warning against um, drink. You know, if you've drunken too much and uh, drunken too much, if you've drinking too much of the night, how to how to check yourself? Drank you, too much, whatever. <laughs> how to check yourself to get know when to get a ride home? Right. And they're getting in a lot of trouble for it because it's rather sexist. How so? If you ask out a marginally good-looking girl, you're drunk. Don't drive. Marginally good-looking girl. How uh, about how about if you you ask the no, fat the, motard? These are actual signs. Really. After a few drinks, the girls look hotter and the music sounds better. Just remember, if your judgment is impaired, so is your driving. But I'm bummed. Buy a drink for a marginally good-looking girl, only to find out she's chatty, clingy, and your boss's daughter. <laughs> Actually, boss's son. But it's a whole stack of different signs <laughs> like that, that are similar. And yeah, like, Sweet. Uh, ask a married woman for her phone number right in front of her large, muscle-bound, skull-tattooed ta- husband. <laughs> nice. Uh, not the smartest thing, but again, it is news out of Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. Oh, on, uh, on I Want to Hurl because of the, the film industry news. Oh, yeah? Disney's Aladdin has a live-action prequel in the works. Forget what? Forget Jasmine. It's all about Genie. No. There's no way. There's no way. No. Well, you know, they did a sequel, and Robin Williams wasn't part of it. And he, yeah, but then he was the third. And I don't think that he's going to be involved in this one. His agent's <laughs> against it. They don't want to bring up the, the crypt. You're going to do it through the Ouija board. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, like, leave it alone, guys. Don't try and milk that cow. Uh, too late. <laughs> uh, let's see. The horrific moment tourists lured a pig into alligator-infested river with scraps of food so they could watch the animal get eaten alive. <laughs> so uh, what are people pissed off about that, A, they did it, or B, they filmed it? Um, Probably both. It's like, meh. So you're ready for another sequel? Another sequel? Another sequel. Of? Sharknado 3 has been announced! Wow. <laughs> uh, actually, they, they actually they announced Sharknado three um, right after the closing credits of Sharknado two. They they had a splurge on. Well, it. I know, but uh, Sci Fi Channel just uh, officially uh, gave it a release date yep. for it. <sighs> What's the release date? Uh, what is the release date here? <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, neither do I. Um. Oh, Sharknado three. Oh hell no. Airs on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. It's on in an hour. <laughs> or a week from today. Uh, I think it's today because this was, you know, this was like flashing all over the place. I'm so happy I'm going to miss it. <laughs> like I care. Exactly. So I don't know if you're aware that there's been a huge problem of rapes going on in India. I uh, no. I over, over the last year, the ser- serious news. Okay, there's been a, pro- a problem with gang rapes happening all over the place to locals and to tourists. Sweet, no. I can finally get sex. Female duo who trick male taxi drivers into entering their home before raping and filming them hunted in India. <laughs> Revenge rape. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I know I'm going to regret this. Is the details? Umesh. Prasad claims he was lured back to the house, the house where he was attacked. The woman tore off his clothes, kissed him, and tried to force him to have sex. 
He escaped by jumping out of the first floor balcony, but broke his foot in the fall Ouch. from the first floor. floor. Well, uh, okay, for, <laughs> first of all, in India, there's an entry and then the first floor, which uh, is about six feet up because of the floods. Okay. Detectives found the driving license of four other victims at the perpetrator's house. The woman, 32, has been arrested while her <laughs> accomplice has gone on the run. <laughs> and when we say taxi, we're talking about a three-wheeled cart that has the a motor. A tuk-tuk? Yeah, a tuk-tuk. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know uh, how much tech news you've been watching lately. Knowing you, you probably got this story, but <laughs> hackers broke into the uh, the online cheating site for Ashley Madison and are, re- are threatening to release everything, including the sexual fantasies of every member who's ever signed up. If Ashley Madison doesn't take down the website. So it's moralistic crusaders. I know, but here's the funny thing. If you're a moralistic crusader, what the hell are you doing hacking into a website? Because by definition, hacking is an immoral act. Yes, but you're hacking into an evil entity. So what? You still you have to break I your still, you have to break your own break your own ethics to be able to break into. I still think it's a bunch of kid hackers that are funded and directed by an angry mother <laughs> slash wife <laughs> slash wife. That sturdy son of a bitch hasn't paid alimony in four years. Of uh, more or more of that dirty sob is probably out <laughs> right now, avoiding. <laughs> Well, maybe with luck, he's listening to us, and he'll turn his <laughs> ways into good. Revealed, Caitlyn Jenner's reps demanded ESPY awards in exchange for a PR plugs and da- the Dan Sawyer interview. Yuck. How, why the hell else would they put it on stage? <laughs> the hishy. Uh, oh, yeah, and... <laughs> Have you have you seen the Mickey, uh, Nicki Minaj uh, tweets about being snubbed at the uh, MTV Awards and VMAs? I know this is going to come as a shock, but I'm not a big follower of Mickey Minaj. Well, the, uh, neither am I. I just happen to, the gravitational just... pull of her ass is hard to get away from. <laughs> oh, you want to listen to Anaconda, do you? <laughs> nee. <laughs> so she starts ranting about, hey, uh, you know, douchebags, you didn't even nominate me for any of my videos. Uh, and <laughs> Taylor Swift replied. <laughs> she goes, uh, "See, you know, there was a whole bunch of uh, if videos. Uh, if your video celebrity uh, celebrates women with slim bodies, you'll be nominated for a bit of the year. Uh, that was in re- uh, coming along. But Taylor Swift goes uh, at, at Nicki Minaj. I've done nothing but support, support uh, nothing but love and support you." Uh, it's unlike you to pit women against each other. Maybe, uh, maybe one of the men took your slots. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually very clever. Now, I normally try to ignore anything that comes out of the hole that is the mouth of Piers Morgan, but he <laughs> commented on this, which is kind of uh, "Look at me, look at me. I'm important too. I'm pop culture too." And, well, desperately trying to be. Yeah, and his tweet was, was something similar to. Get over it, Mickey Minaj. Uh, Taylor Swift's videos were better. Well, this to me just screams, uh, you know, she and Kanye West got together and was dr- drunk t- uh, tweeting one night. <laughs> I, I, I go with that one. <laughs> that, that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. And on a, uh, the same uh, thought process here, news-wise, 
Oh, yeah? Former foundation head of Subway, Jared Fogel's charity, asked friend if he and another woman would come to her house and have three-way sex with a horse. Jared asked for that? No. The, the, oh, oh, no, it's the, the pedophile. The pedophile. No, right, right, right. Okay. Said, with a horse. With a horse. <laughs> Out of all things I could see having three-way sex with, that's not one of them. <laughs> now, by horse, they mean like, you know, getting the guy from Boogie Nights and... No, an actual... An, an actual stud. <laughs> actual thoroughfare. <laughs> thoroughbred. And now for you conspiracy theorists out there, secretive military operation Jade Helm gets underway across seven states as conspiracy theorists who fear it signals imminent martial law <laughs> flock to monitor war sim- uh, simulation exercises. And We're the enemy. We're the enemy. Yeah, Utah listed as the enemy. We are Go the enemy. Utah. <laughs> Well, we are the rebels here. Actually, we used to be. Now we're the pansies. What? I mean, the, the storm. The red storm. So, <laughs> so we're, uh, yeah, that time of the month. <laughs> I, I was thinking more hernia at the ass. You know, whatever. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. What, is, what kind of red storm are you experiencing? <laughs> It's not good unless it burns both ways. <laughs> it reminds me of a Steve Foster joke. <laughs> I know way back when we mentioned Steve Foster, but he's a guy we used to work with. One he, of the funniest men on the planet. And he, well, he used to be. He worked with us in Saudi Arabia, and he's not funny for the sake of being a comedian. He's just so incredibly screwed up uh, to the point of uh, he, he, has ex- he had excessive bipolarism. Where he had to have uh, which was red, actually, redolin, it was right? actually genetic. It wasn't redland. He he had to have um, uh, oh yeah the other with a p. Um, <laughs> it was a psychotropic drug. Didn't needless to say. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> very first week out there in Saudi um, Prozac. Prozac. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, he had he had not taken Prozac just because uh, he was in Malta at the time. Well, no, he he brought a, what he had with him, but I'm trying to get to talk. Well, no, I'm talking about now. when he you weren't there. When oh, he, the when first he, trip out, the first oh, trip. Okay. There, yeah, I wasn't yeah. there. I was in, back in the states. So <laughs> he comes up to me, puts his uh, puts his arm around me because I'm helping him move into uh, what was Caius's room. Okay, and uh, <laughs> puts his arm around me. He goes, "I have the greatest joke in the world for you, Spencer." The guy goes to uh, a restaurant and asks for the hottest chili possible. And uh, this guy's like, are you sure? Because the, the first guy looked a little fruity. He goes, yes, I, I just I need to have the hottest burning, just the hottest chili ever. He goes, okay, and brings out this chili with habaneros in it. The guy pulls out this little cup of ash and dumps it into the chili and starts eating it. The, guy, uh, the bartender goes, what the hell are you doing? He goes, well, this is my lover, Steve, that I just poured into my chili, and I just wanted him to give me the hot ass one last time. Right. And mind you, Spencer hadn't seen Steve in, what, 15 years? At least. <laughs> <laughs> Very first thing he says to me. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even... <laughs> then uh, Every time that we had to go to dinner, um, because of the Prozac, his lining of his stomach was, like, getting eaten away. Mm-hmm. You remember how greasy the food was? Oh, yeah. So Steve and I started uh, taking bi-weekly trips into town so we could find something less greasy. And the only thing that was less greasy was Hardee's or Fuddruckers. Yep. 
So we would go to Fuddruckers one day. One oh, night. there's also BK. Um, I really didn't trust. Well, the BK wasn't actually that bad. The McDonald's? Oh my gosh, no. But no. the only problem with BK was that was where that's where moms wanted to go for every everything. Freaking yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Let me take it in town. I'm like, uh, can we go to the place where we had the lamb's brain? <laughs> I seriously asked that once. He goes, you like that? I went, yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, Ma's another funny character. So, um, as a revenge for all the online tests you've been having me take, lately, <laughs> oh yeah, I found a news article and it just worked out because uh, as a revenge piece. Uh huh. Are you a narcissist? Take oh. this test to discover <laughs> as if, you if have okay, first an outsized of all, ego that needs to be tamed. <laughs> first of all, if you're taking a test to ask you if you are a narcissist, <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> so it's just to which degree are you a narcissist? Are you the Donald Trump narcissist or are you like the lesser Bill Clinton narcissist? Now, this is funny. It says on here on the test, on a scale of one to five, indicate how much you agree or disagree with each item using the guide below. And it lists a one to five, and then it lists a one to nine. <laughs> I, so one to five, you know, one strongly disagree, five strongly agree. Sure. But the one to nine is, I know there's something special about me is one, two, I'm great, a lot of things compared to most people. It's just weird the way they did that. So anyway, and, the last, and the highest one is, I am Adonis. So let's see. Where's the actual? Oh, okay. I so said that's the actual test. I was reading that wrong. Okay. So question number one. Uh-huh. One to five. One is strongly disagree. Five is strongly agree. I know there's something special about me. <laughs> we'll go four. That'll <laughs> be fair. I'm going to take the test too. Okay. Um, number two. I'm great at a lot of things compared to most people. <laughs> Five. <laughs> no shock there. <laughs> Number three. Uh, asshole. <laughs> I secretly believe I'm better than most people. <laughs> Five. Okay, first of all, I don't secretly believe this. <laughs> You're very open about it. Yes. Especially when they Five. want you to do legal electrical work. <laughs> Number four. I press on even in challenging tasks. What was that? I press on even in challenging tasks. Four. I actually do. Why that makes you a narcissist because you're good at getting through hard stuff, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> Number five. Obstacles rarely slow me down. Uh, three. Because usually I trip and stumble and then swear for about half an hour as my toe's throbbing. And then pick up the donut. <laughs> hey, I had a cup of coffee <laughs> in my other hand, too. Number six. I'm self-confident, but caring. <laughs> um, that would be a two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it really would be a two. Yes. I, am, I am self-confident, and some I care just a little bit. Number seven, I feel uneasy when I'm the focus of attention. Uh, is there a zero? No, actually, I would say that's a two. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Let's see. Number eight. I find it hard to enjoy compliments. Um, actually, that's a four because I really don't take compliments very well. You're looking rather svelte today. <laughs> F you. Lastly, number nine. I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> Strongly disagree. <laughs> yeah, it would be a two. <laughs> oh, you're going to go just disagree, not strongly disagree? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't always talk about myself. I only talk about myself when, when I'm breathing. 
<laughs> no, I don't talk about myself when you're asleep, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Add iron items one through three. Okay. That's a 14 for you. And what is it for you? A 13. <laughs> and that's the section of extreme narcissism. Okay. Next section is heavy narcissism. Okay. Add items four through six. <laughs> Which is? Let's see. Nine for you. Twelve for me. <laughs> Ecoism. Add seven through nine. What the hell kind of quiz is this? Don't they have like their own little computation on it? No, this is actually a news article. Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> All three scores were related to narcissism, but uh, reflect very differently patterns of behavior. Ecoism. 10 is average, 12 is up, and up is high, and you were an 8 and I was a 7. Healthy narcissism, 11 is average, 12 and up is high, uh, you were 9 and I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy narcissism means you're empathetic, ambitious, caring, and confident. The hell I am. <laughs> now for the section of extreme narcissism. Okay. 9 is average. 10 is high. <laughs> high scores tend to be selfish, manipulative, demanding, and often arrogant. 11 or higher could even mean you're an extreme narcissist, even though you're under the age of 25. This could change over time. You were a 14. <laughs> Basically, if this was a DUI, I'd blown it by three times. Exactly. <laughs> of course, I'm a 13, so I'm not much better. <laughs> well, I did find my particular... Quiz for you this week, speaking of which. Bump, bump. Uh, you might like this one. Which Star Trek The Next Generation character are you? Oh, gag. <laughs> oh, gag. So, which one of these would be most awesome? Okay, you're starting out bad by using the word awesome. I'm, this is the quiz, not me. Like, well, totally awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, so which like, one of these would be totally most awesome? The instant diagnosis of medical tricorder. Thousand Light Travel, Contact with Intelligent Alien Life, The Holodeck, and Near Human Androids. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, I know. For you, you're, you're down to two already, <laughs> right? Or three of them. I can see three of them where you're going. Eey. And which three do you think that is? That would be the Tricorder, the Holodeck, and the Android. Actually, it's the uh, Faster Than Light Travel. Uh, compared to, is yours? Yeah, because um, okay. I've done a, a lot of research in quantum physics and... and uh, uh, Einstein's theory of relativity versus quantum theory, um, relativity. Relative, <laughs> relativity. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, faster than light travel. What kind of things are you most likely to post on Facebook? And I have no idea why this even <laughs> is. I honestly have. Normally, I take these myself first. I didn't. So, this is, this is blind to both of us. Are you most likely to post personal photos and news? Inspiring stories. Geeky science stuff, <laughs> political a- activism, something funny, and Facebook is is deceptively uh, effective tool for assimilation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that last one. Uh, for me, it's either the first one or the third one, and, and uh, I hardly ever post anything, so it's usually about travels. So. Okay. Uh, there we go. The friend you're attracted to call. Let's see. Oh, the friend you're attracted to calls you in tears after being cheated on. Meryl. Oh, yeah. 
No, you got that attraction on the wrong side of that equation. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so the and these are, you're so mad you, uh, you call out the cheater. Maybe this means that you can finally move out of the friend zone. <laughs> this is Star Trek? Yes. And I, I, so this is blind on me, so I'm having fun with this one. You're just there to listen. You know the, the right thing to say for the situation. You point out that you are right about his character all the time. And now will you join me? Resistance is futile. <laughs> Resistance is futile. The fact I'm already married, um, <laughs> I'd have to say I'm a good listener. <laughs> no, it just means that you know how to tune out. <laughs> that exactly. Married. I'm a good listener. I'm married. <laughs> 20 years, right? <laughs> Coming up. Okay. How might you amuse yourself along a car, on a long car trip? <laughs> Jerk off <laughs> to porn. Um, no, let's see. By annoying the other passengers, you have been known to do this. <laughs> you actually have been known to do this. Yeah, you say that as if it's a past tense. <laughs> well, I haven't traveled with you in a car in a long time, man. Uh, car trips are never, are never boring with good conversation. That's true. Calculating your average speed by timing yourself between mile markers. Wow. Or when I'm alone. Wow. <laughs> uh, quietly contemplating uh, the landscape. Or rock out to the radio. All of which we've all done. Yeah. Which one is mostly yours? Now, ask the, the question again. Okay. How might you amuse yourself on a long car trip? See, it doesn't define whether you're actually with people or not. Well, I think the annoying the other passengers kind of dictates Well, it's just because I, I have different approaches depending on if I'm with somebody or who I'm with. Okay. When you're on a long car trip, how often? What, what's your most? I'll, I'll say rock out. That's probably what I do the most. Good way to stay awake. <laughs> when I get super excited, I'm like, and you got to pick a picture. Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> super excited? Super excited. Super excited. So the lower left or lower right, I mean? No, upper right. Upper right? Smile. Just the, yeah. no, I, the, the meh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a meh person. All righty. <clears throat> what in the hell this has to do with Star Trek? I, I have no freaking idea. And we're only six <laughs> questions out of 13. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> uh, which would you... Let's see. Which would, which would you be most likely to argue about? The, screw you. The, the best new phone, computer game, or computer system. Specific political issues. The existence of God, morality and ethics, or assimilation makes argument unnecessary. Uh, number two. Specific political issues. Nice. You just happen to get that one right on yeah. to you as well. All right. A friend asked you to remove her drunk, belligerent ex from the party. How do you handle it? You personally escort him out the door using force if necessary. Ask your friends for backup before asking him to leave. I can talk this guy out of the party easy and trick him into going outside and unlock the door. Throw his ass out. So physically escort him out? Yep. Okay. Of course, I say that as if I've ever been to a party where I've had Finally. people get drunk that I have to remove. Uh, 
twice, but there was both in Florida. <laughs> no, actually, it was at a you know, it was fair a work party. <laughs> Uh, on an away mission. So we're back to a Star Trek question. Finally. A large beast surprises your team. I simply subdue it and, uh, and will continue with our mission. I back away slowly, continuing exploring somewhere else. Beam everybody aboard immediately. Oh, God, something to... Oh, or I'm sorry. Oh, good. Something to assimilate. What's with the simulation? My <laughs> gosh. Now, I think they want you to be a Borg. Obviously. I would back away slowly and keep searching, keep investigating elsewhere. Okay. Which of these people is most likely lying to you based on their facial expression? I think the douchebag in the upper right-hand corner. No, because he's actually maintaining eye contact. Okay. I say lower left. Lower left it is. Your boss is leading you to a disaster, or leading you to disaster. You bring up your concerns privately. How does it go over? Oh, it's a her. <laughs> she listens to, every, listens to me and changes her mind. This is almost like a wife. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to my advice, but proceeds with her own agenda. That's definitely like a wife. <laughs> uh, she politely dismisses my concerns. She seems annoying that I'm bringing this up. That's definitely a wife. <laughs> <laughs> she has assimilated into the collective. And then finally, I'm the boss. Number three. Politely dismisses your concerns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking boss, not oh, wife. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was totally thinking wife the whole time. <laughs> I knew you were because you kept <laughs> saying it. Well, you know, I'm a I've had two, okay? How do you feel with romantic frustration? You bury yourself in work. You shut yourself away with a good book. You talk about it. This is something you literally have never had to deal with. I'll be on holodeck for. I'll be on holodeck for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say what program I was putting in. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I'll be putting in the... Uh, the Brothel, Nevada brothel program. Oh, just it's it's my little program called Chuck Berry. <laughs> Pull out the Polaroid, right? And that's not a metaphor. Um, in what way are you still improving yourself? My constant examination of what it means to be human. Learning to bend before I break. Opening my gates to love and my gates. Hmm, that's weird. Opening my gates to love and life. It's a double entendre. Yes, I know. As in McFadden. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Learning to pursue what I really want and absorbing new life forms into my collective consciousness. Yes. I know. Enough of that. I know. What was the one before that? Uh, learning to pursue what I really want. Yeah, I would say that's probably true for everybody. Or at least, unless you're already part of the collective. And finally, uh, choose a uniform. No uniform, the gray ends in tunic. No, no, that's the Wesley Crusher. I'm still not even in the, the Academy tunic. Yeah, ends in. That's the one you want? No. Oh. Uh, the, the red that... 
Red, Red Command, Blue Science, and uh, and Gold Security Engineering. That's right, because next generation more more gold died than red. Yep, <laughs> I'll go red. <laughs> you want to be in command, huh? That's right, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. You are Commander Riker. I can dig that. Yeah, confident. One might even say brash. And can grow a beard. <laughs> or take one away and make you look 12 years younger. Um, <laughs> know that uh, that cocked eyebrow and half smile, you're someone who gets things figured out, especially after growing in the beard. Like Lieutenant <laughs> William Riker. Did you add that part? Or that no, I swear this is on the test. <laughs> I swear, I'm reading it verbatim. Uh <laughs> Like Lieutenant Uha William Riker, you know yet you, uh, you're number one command. Ha! Screw. Let's see. Why screw a, a good thing? Okay, so you, that's who you are. I'll, I'll dig that. <laughs> so for our female listeners, would you buy a divorce dress? New Age therapist creates emerald silk gown to help <laughs> heal women's hearts after their marriages break down. But it'll set you back thirty five hundred quid. <laughs> Uh, that's about forty five hundred bucks. Yeah, jeez. Well, it's a therapist, so she's all about raping you. <laughs> <laughs> Even after you're in rape. Uh-huh. That's funny. Now here's one that's just wrong on multiple levels. Seventeen year old boy grows breasts after consuming too much fast food and fizzy drinks, but he's not the only one. No, I did that when I was seventeen. <laughs> And actually, I wasn't 17. I was 13. Except that he actually didn't grow man boobs. He grew breasts. Full developed mammaries. Yeah. He must have felt so good about himself. And it's just, it's a rare condition that greasy food and okay, first of carbonation all, can trigger. I, if you did at 17, would you play? The pro- as a guy, as a guy, would you play with your own? At 17, probably not because I'd be so mortified by having <laughs> to deal with that. Okay, what about at uh, 35? <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> Graphic signs warn tourists not to defecate in public are posted near waterfall in Iceland after car parks and a cemetery were used as toilets. Nice. Yeah, I know you didn't like Dad, but you don't need to go shit on him. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, Iceland's a little cold to be pulling down your pants, man. Though I do love the actual sign. <laughs> okay, let's show to you. <laughs> no pooping. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a black outline of a dude hunched down, dot dot dot, in a pile. It's, <laughs> so, apparently it's diarrhea no diarrhea you're, you're allowed to take a big solid log but not diarrhea man breaks into car after a horror crash and records sick video of fatally injured injured teen and his friends before trying to sell it to to disgusted news channels hmm the reporter on this one obviously had some strong feelings about it you think that is pretty screwed up to Go and film the people dying and try and sell it to the news. That is not that. That's that's remember faces of death thing. Uh huh. I think that's just a kid who like watched it every day for 15 years when mom was working. Probably. Def Jam music mogul Ru- Russell Simmons compares plight of carriage horses 
in New York City's Central Park <laughs> to the Holocaust and slavery. Mm, not so Wait much. a minute, wait a minute. Those horses are extremely well fed as far as I know. Uh-huh. I don't think the Jews were. No, no, they definitely, the horses definitely aren't looking as bony as the Jews. <laughs> they have good, honest work. They don't draw the carriages until they drop dead at, while working. Um, yeah, I don't see where the Holocaust and, and those uh, horses really were. Now, and, I, now on, the, on the slavery side, I will give them the thing about the whips. <laughs> but those are more for show. <laughs> <laughs> more for an extra $4,500 an hour. <laughs> Mr. Suki will be driving you tonight. Now, do you know who the group Maroon 5 is? Yes. They did, I, I did like a big wedding crash uh, video like about a year or two ago. Well, I have no idea. Oh, no. It was, <laughs> well, I happened to see it on Facebook. And it was actually pretty cool because what they did is they... They put up a giant curtain. Um, Maroon Five was like the couple's favorite song, and then they started. Oh, started, they started playing it uh, at the wedding, and they dropped the curtain, and there was Maroon Five at their reception. So they totally crashed the the wedding. Oh, so it wasn't just like a thing, a stunt for a no, video. No, no. Well, it was for their. They do that as their video for the song. Well, still, that's pretty cool to do it to a couple. Let's throw some music up here. It takes a second. Anyway, um, they are are being forced to abandon a concert in China after guitarist Jesse Carmichael tweets about meeting the Dalai Lama. People, learn your history. China's not real hot on Buddhism. No, but really, how how bad can it be that uh, you know? How seriously? I, I just. I don't get, because um, all, the, all the Dalai Lama is really saying is, hey, peace, love, and by the way, we want to be free. Peace, love, and we'd like to get our land back. Yeah, is that really so wrong? Oh, no, it's not, but you're still in China. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, this is the video. Oh, is it? Yeah. I've never actually watched the video. I've, of course, heard this song on the, on the radio, and... Of course, someone's watching Netflix inside, so it's... Um, actually, three people are watching Netflix inside. Which is why it's having some caching <laughs> issues. Yeah. So, uh, it's like going to Saudi Arabia and asking for a, a bacon burger. <laughs> actually, what was more fun than that was trying to compare something with uh, having... Uh, it wasn't Sharia law. What was, the, what was the law that... I can't remember the food law they were talking about. And you, Caius, and I are talking to Moz about that, and, and because of the whole eating code issue, we're like, oh, like kosher. And we're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't mention Jewish <laughs> stuff, stuff in, yeah. in Arab states. Yeah, it's, it's, Moz is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. We're just like, oh, shouldn't have said that. I mean, like all of us at the same time, oh, kosher. Because, you know, <laughs> any kosher pickles? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Unicorn meat, underwear for your hands, and a pigeon's head mask. A celebration of its, in celebration of its 20th birthday, the most bizarre products available to buy on Amazon are revealed. So where the hell do you get unicorn meat? Because last time well, I checked. I actually have bought the can of unicorn meat for Jeremy as a Christmas <laughs> gift. It's, um, it's actually manufactured by the guys just, at Think Geek. Did you uh, make the sandwich for him using bacon A's? No, they... they, they or do they reckon they basically got, unicorn got, got a small stuffed <laughs> unicorn plush toy, yeah. pull all the limbs off and stitch them shut, and, and have all the pieces in the can? Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, it, it actually is pretty funny. Boo. Um, 
But yeah, they've got underpants for your hands. Hmm. My hands don't <laughs> urinate and they don't here's, sweat. Like here's balls. one I'm tempted to get you for Christmas. Oh yeah, crazy cat lady action figure. Comes with eight cats. Um, I can think of somebody who should have this, but I'm not that person. I don't have eight cats, and I don't have a crazy cat lady because she's actually married. Uh, bacon soap? Wait, wait. You should get that to my daughter. Yeah. I'd go there. Let's see. The gift of nothing. <laughs> you know, that's the gift that keeps on giving. That's the gift I could give year-round. I could give you nothing. Containing essentially a bubble of air and a plastic covering. No, no, no. See, that's giving something. And retailing for nine pounds. Yeah, that, that, that's giving something. The description on the package reads, congratulations, you have received the gift of nothing. Absolutely nothing. This is the ultimate in minimalism. Less is more, more is less. See, you're still giving something, though. Yeah, the wrapping. That, and that's wrong. See, if you're going to give nothing, you should truly give nothing. Someone actually has <laughs> a, a male-sized pigeon head mask. Not male, man-sized. Yeah. Uh, a pigeon cowl. Yeah. Unpigeon man. Um, one product is a shower gel dispersing <laughs> giant nose, which directs the cleaner <laughs> so out of the nostril. Like, so it looks like you're digging for a big booger when you're grabbing yeah. Okay. That would be good for your... Well, actually, you're not digging be, for it. It mounts on the shower wall, and you push on the side of the nose and have it squirt out the nostril. Oh, so you need to give that to Taylor. Yeah. No, he would love that. No, I'm, I know. Marilyn... Do, Mon- I, do I hear Christmas, <laughs> Christmas presents being bought next week? Marilyn Monroe dog costume, complete with the fake... So... Oh, this is just... This, this is so wrong. <laughs> oh, my. Somebody put it in a poodle, right? Yep. Oh, no. Uh, not even the boot. Oh, yeah. And it comes complete with fake breasts hanging out of the white If dress. you ever need a boner shrinker, look at that. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're in animals and then just don't talk to me. Let's see. Some users have complained about the flawed design of the black toilet roll available. Uh, so yeah, black, <laughs> black toilet paper. Um, By the way, you should get the five-pound bag of uh, sugar-free uh, gummy bears. To Jeremy as he enters the MTC. One million pound note. (laughs) Cupcake toothpaste. Mm. And the funny part is is the wrapping on it and the packaging looks like total 1960s. (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Cage pillowcase. Okay, now the Nicolas Cage... uh, iPhone, um, uh, Mona Lisa iPhone cover, I thought was disturbing enough. That is wrong. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's just. And it's a young Nick Cage. It's, like the, it's not like the crazy old Nick Cage. And lastly, the Daddle, costing 80, what 87 the hell pounds. Is a, what the hell's a Daddle? Energetic fathers are able to buy a dad saddle or a Daddle for the children to ride them like they are a horse. Not in my lifetime. <laughs> That is very disturbing. Oh, so wish we were actually okay, videoing this all, and had a okay, cut over. Okay, first of all, is that being ordered here or in the UK or you know where? where is, what batshit crazy <laughs> place is this being? Now, well, well, I know that several of these products are available and have been purchased in the US because I've bought some of them. Um, this, <laughs> like this like is, the unicorn meat. This is coming out of out of Britain. Okay, so now I will say there are some really batshit insane things that do come out of Britain. The daddle. 
Damn, it people. This sounds wrong. I you guys have them. Oxford, man. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? Oh, I doubted them. <laughs> <laughs> CPS will be showing up at your door in about 30 minutes. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. What did you do with your father this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I daddled my dad at his request. On this picture, show me where he daddled you. <laughs> right above the ass. Yeah, that, that'd be good. <laughs> that, that won't have a problem. <laughs> you touched him where? <laughs> you should have seen the reins. <laughs> wow, that was just going a little too far. You know, anywhere to get creepy. Speaking of creepy, so how did you like that link I sent about Cortana? I actually knew a lot about it already. I didn't know they used the actual um, same performer. Which uh, I was, Jen Taylor, yeah. Which was a smart move. Okay, so for those of you who do not know what Cortana is or who There Cortana are is. two versions of Cortana we're speaking of. <laughs> one is a character from the game Halo. Which is uh, one of the most lovable characters that was killed off in, the, in Halo 4. And as they, they told in this uh, documentary <laughs> of it, she is the new blue lady from Halo. Yes. <laughs> And then there's Cortana, the new AI for, well, it's been an AI for the uh, Windows phone, Windows-based uh, CE phone. I think it's CE, whatever. Not CE, oh. it's, it, but the Windows 8. Okay. And then they're uh, improving the AI to be part of Windows 10 for your, your PC or laptop. And think of Siri that sounds a lot more human. Uh, and a lot more interactive, but the and learns you. Yeah, the uh, AI is intelligent enough to learn your personality, so they it can anticipate what you need or what you want. And uh, it actually just got really creepy at the end when it was talking about having relationships with this AI with the, with Cortana, and the relationships were going from. Uh, we're going from just interacting with each other to uh, thank you, Cortana. Love you, Cortana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way this guy presented it, it went from it went from cool to creepy in two minutes. I did find it funny at the beginning of the whole thing when they're showing what Cortana could do, and Cortana can sing, and they have her sing Daisy. Yeah, <laughs> that was an homage to uh, to see Arthur Clark. Not just our, our and, not anything that makes sound. Well, ever since the Hal two thousand. Even before then. Uh, they, computers didn't make sound before uh, 1968. Yeah, but the HAL 2000 wasn't put on the screen in, until the 70s. No, it was 68. Was it? Yeah. No. You know, you know how HAL got their, its acronym? Yeah, it's, it's one letters behind IBM. Because they couldn't get the rights to IBM, so yeah. they did the HAL 2000, the IBM 2000, which was, I thought was brilliant. Oh, know. I always found that very, very funny. Uh, and just, just imagine how much money IBM would have had if, had they been able to sell those rights. Yeah, but that was before you really did in-place film no, advertising. That's true, but it was a new concept. And we're talking about the 60s, the heydays of Big Blue. This is true. Well, actually, I would absolutely love to... Uh, if we ever had any kind of money to uh, actually film uh, 2063. Yeah, just never 3010 because that book sucked. <laughs> well, 2010 was already made. No, 3010. Oh, 3010. There's a, oh. a book called 3010. Oh. Um, and, well, but no, Roy Snyder's dead. Sorry, we can't, we can't sorry not, not 3010, 3001. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, in 2001, um, 
the the one guy Dave. gets not Dave the oh. uh, the other guy gets blown out uh, out, out of the hatch right out of the hatch, and Dave goes out to get him, brings him back, and then has to let him go to be able to break back into the ship. Right. And they end up finding his body, and because of the instant deep freeze, are able to bring him back. Okay. But it's in the future, and him dealing with that, and, uh, and then the yuck. halo comes back. Yuck. It was a complete throwaway book. I was so disappointed by Clark for doing it. <laughs> yuck. No, um, 63 was really intriguing. No, that was, a good, that was a good story. So, let the Pluto conspiracy theorists begin. <laughs> oh, really? Internet, internet erupts with claims that New Horizons visit is the biggest lie in history, even bigger than the moon. <laughs> is this the one where they're showing, like, the fold of the, of the of, you know, fake... Uh, Let's see. Um, conspiracy the theories have always begun circulating around the images being sent back by New Horizons of Pluto. One YouTube user calling himself Crow... Use the images of, uh, with a picture using his backyard telescope of Jupiter and an, and an early New Horizon image of Pluto to suggest the, that it was actually out, blurry pictures of, of Jupiter and not, not Pluto. Nice. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find. Let's see. LMAO, so their fake as hell satellite is able to take a photo of the Pluto inbound satellite. Uh, global much nice too bad all nasa missions are fake hoaxes pluto don't believe the holograms at least stay consistent with the images <laughs> these guys are nuts yeah pretty much hey oh speaking of nuts guess who started broadcasting this week who's that art bell is back on the air oh is he yeah started on monday where's he broadcasting out of out of uh, Pahrump, out of his house. Well, there was a, I'm wondering, you know, for, after his wife died, he was, he was broadcasting out of the Philippines. Well, because he got married again to a new wife who yeah. was Filipino. Uh, she got her, she became a citizen four years ago, I think, mm-hmm. uh, along with their daughter. And so, and I believe there's another one on the way or something like that. Anyway, Art Bell is back on the air cool. at, uh, on online, well, not online only. Originally, it was going to be online only. But a whole bunch of uh, radio stations were going, oh, we want you back. We want you oh, back. Oh, I, uh, I Nori sucks? Well, it's not just Nori sucks. The audience size of Coast to Coast is completely diminished from when Art Bell retired. Well, yeah, because, it, well, okay, Nori do, I, doesn't suck, but he's not as consistent a hitter as it's not, only, not only that, but he cannot draw, the, draw out the story that Art Bell can lead down the path. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes Art Bell so compelling is being able to have that story not just last for an hour or two or three, but all five. But plus, um, Nori never, never screws with the guests and with the phone callers. Uh, Art Bell well, does. <laughs> uh, only, when, only when deserved. Oh, yeah. I mean, my favorite one was when the guy's going off on a five-minute rant caller about CIA bugging phones and taking people out, <laughs> and Art Bell just doesn't say, say a thing. thing yeah. if I, Art? Art? <laughs> Are you there? And finally just busts up because you can't just, hold it back. Yeah. Just you know, screwing um, with uh, mem- audience members like that. The, the <laughs> so... September, uh, yeah, September, uh, September, September 11th, 1998. I am driving home from uh, uh, graveyard, or not graveyard, but swing shift in in uh, Mesquite. And uh, right when I get off, Art Bell comes on, and I can I can pick up 890 all the way through the gorge. It's a little scratchy, but I can still pick it up. So I'm listening to Coast to Coast so going through. It happens to be the night of the Area 51 caller line. <laughs> the infamous 
area yeah. 51 Killarney. I get just past the Virgin River at the south side of the gorge when suddenly it cuts out completely. And I, at first I'm thinking, okay, he's more masterful than Orson Welles. And then it dumps into uh, the replay of the night before. Now, you need to explain the whole thing of what happened. Okay. So, Art Bell decides that uh, he's going to take callers from people that work at Area 51. So, he sets up the Area 51 caller line. One guy calls up, uh, and he's in absolute panic mode. And I, there's no way this guy, you know, everyone's saying what, uh, that he faked it, and he called it later saying he faked it. I don't think he was because there's no way to act that well. They, he was talking about conspiracies of uh, people being abducted and, and alien ships and everything that's going on down in Area 51 that's underneath the mountain behind Groom Lake. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the explanation, the whole satellite system fries. The uplink from Art Bell fries. And he's down for three minutes. So uh, the first 30 seconds is absolute silence. Then suddenly it goes, you know, reverts to the night before broadcast, which was the Mark Furman uh, interview for his book, Murder in Brentwood. And then it cuts directly to commercial. And you know Art Bell's commercials are usually two minutes long. This went on for five and a half minutes. <laughs> and it wasn't at the top of the hour, and it wasn't at the bottom of the hour like it always was. It was like you know, somewhere in the 19, 20-minute range. And uh, so, I mean, I'm driving in the dark, and it's a dark <laughs> moon, and I'm, I'm like... It was a okay, dark and stormy night. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. Um, actually, it was, it was a clear night, but with no moon, it's really dark out in the desert. And I'm, I'm a little freaked out <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like and I'm, the very first thought was, oh, wow, this is great. This is better than Orson Welles with War of the Worlds. Hmm. And then it comes back, and uh, they had lost the color, but he happened to have a reporter in studio that night who then reported exactly what had happened. They had lost all the primary uplinks just as he was about to reveal who was behind everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so they, they're on the backup uplinks, and you can tell it by, the, by the, you know, how it, the audio sound. That it was an older backup system. And listening to that all the way back up to uh, another 45-minute drive to Hurricane, but... It was so freaking compelling, man. <laughs> There's no way anybody else could pull that one off. Well, I remember one night um, he was doing a call about aliens or something like that. <laughs> when does he not do a call yeah. about it? Well, it could have been an open line. Though. Well, you know, he cuts to commercial. Uh-huh. Come back from commercial. Dead air for 20 <laughs> oh, <yeah>. minutes. <laughs> they cut to commercial. <laughs> come back. Dead air for 20 <laughs> minutes. Um, but what had happened is he'd been doing, having construction in his house. And he decided during the break, because he broadcast out of his house, to go take a walk on the well, back deck. Well, he still smokes, and Ramona never let him smoke in the house. Yeah. So he goes on the back deck to, to take a smoke. Didn't realize that the railing had been pulled down. Walks off the railing, <laughs> falls flat <laughs> on his back, and knocks himself unconscious for about 40 minutes. When he comes to, he realizes that his head landed about an, two inches from a chunk of rebar sticking straight up out of the ground. I thought they ended up calling up the local station and sending the they sent the somebody out, Yeah, they sent somebody out from the board the, op down yeah, to <laughs> see what was going on with them. Get him on the air. <laughs> make, sure, no, make sure the CIA didn't show yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I think I remember this, listening the next night when he was like, mea culpa, mea culpa. Yeah. I did something incredibly stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My near-death body experience. <laughs> Talking about near-death body experiences. Oh, yeah? 
Uh, actually, this one is actually talking about death experiences. This outer body experience. Family members gather and wipe tears from their eyes at Bobby Christina's hospice after police and a lawyer arrived on the scene and a hearse is spotted back, backing up to a mysterious tent erected outside the rest home she'd been at in hospice. Who's Bobby Christina? Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Whitney Houston, um, Bobby oh, Brown's kid. Oh, 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 Who's been in a coma for like five months. So they finally just pulled the plug, huh? Oh, I don't think they pulled the plug. I think that her body just gave out. Done, done. And I'm surprised it actually hasn't made official news other than the paparazzi taking shots of people showing up. So uh, Jurassic World is still in first run, right? <laughs> yep. It is now the third highest grossing first run th- uh, f- uh, film of all time. Good. It's only, uh, it's only, it's not even dwarfed. It's like right behind uh, Titanic and then Avatar. And really, it makes you wonder why people even bother, other than for comedy's sake, to listen to the critics. Um, I like reading uh, Rotten Tomatoes because that usually gives me a pretty good idea of what's really, uh, whether it's good or not. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is written yeah. by the public. Yeah. I mean, they, they have the regular commentators, but the regular people, not guys living in New York, that, oh, this isn't good enough for me. Well, I kind of miss Gene Siskel because Gene Siskel usually would nail it. Yeah, he, he, was, he was very consistent. But uh, Roger Ebert would always trash whatever it is. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, okay, I'm going to watch Siskel and Ebert. I mean, I'm really watching Ebert. Really get the news. Let's see. Softball dads are arrested for getting into a bloody brawl in Maryland after one of their daughters was kicked off the team. It's softball dads. <laughs> Yeah, um, having refed uh, Little League before, uh, Little League uh, football, I can tell you how much that uh, parents really piss you off. When I was in North Carolina, they they banned the drinking of alcohol at Little League games. Oh, they've done that in Utah for years. Because they had too uh, many they had too many knifings. Do you know why it is illegal to have an alcohol? Or did you know that it was illegal to have alcohol at any given park nope. in, in Utah? Unless it's a professional sports park, if you go to a local park anywhere, it is illegal to have liquor. And the reason why is because of the parents that would get plastered and then start fighting with other dads and refs. Makes sense. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Lost Island, where tribes kill visitors, becomes top-rated destination after pranksters poke fake re- posted fake reviews. Eh, that doesn't surprise me. Actually, that's happening more and more. Is uh, there's people are just basically paid to post whatever. The, you yeah. Know. Um, in fact, um, our sister will post blogs on stuff that she has no idea about anyway. Just uh, she's paid to do it. Yeah, she's paid to do it. So I mean, basically, it's advertisement that's supposed to be by your friends and neighbors, but there's no <laughs> there's no way that your you know my sister is an expert on. This, that, or, you know, some kind of electronic device or whatever. Yeah. Nazi gold hoard unearthed, 217 coins found with swastika seal, were <laughs> buried underneath a tree during last days of World War II. The hoard was found in northern town of Lunenburg in paper embossed with the Nazi swastika and eagle bearing the words Reichsbank. You, know, uh, you know what I think? I think the, that actually got to go into the Holocaust Museum. I hope so. I, I really think that... Uh, it needs to be preserved for for history. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and the coins actually date from it not aren't just 
from the from that time period. They're from 1831 through 1910. Well, so, that is when the Nazi Party was in existence. Yeah, but they weren't using the swastika back in the 1830s. Actually, the swastika was used uh, all the way back in the eighth uh, and ninth centuries. Yeah, but not but, by the but, Germans. Yeah, not by the <laughs> not by the National Socialist Party. Yeah. So let's see here. Oh, um, so the the lady who originally wrote "To Kill a Mockingbird," right? Who said she'd never write anything else again, and is in her eighties, living in a nursing home. This week, they, they Amazon r- released uh, the the prequel to "To Kill a Mockingbird," which is "Ghost Set a Watchman," and it's a, a, a book that she penned. 30, 40 years ago, was sit- and she never had published. Right. And some people are saying that she was coerced into it. That you know, there, Anyway, there's been a big battle about that. But um, Amazon set out copies of the new book, which is brand new this week, with crucial lines missing from the final chapter. <laughs> so you, you didn't get a completion to the plot from the screwed-up print. Nice. Yeah, uh, error by printer means six pages of text from the anticipated mo- um, uh, novel are missing. And so all these people that pre-ordered in Britain get the screwed-up books. Nice. Of course, Amazon being Amazon, they're getting a hold of the readers and replacing them. Well, yeah, Amazon's actually very, very good about customer satisfaction. Yeah. I was actually very pleasantly surprised. Every time I've had a pro- – I'm actually stopping ordering on eBay now and just going to Amazon because I know that I can get satisfaction no matter what. Well, I, I go to eBay for the weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're going to be finding that on <laughs> on uh, Amazon. Yeah, say it, you ever. <laughs> Fast food chain pay for Mr. Burger's marriage to Mrs. King. Hmm. I actually find this no, it's a real story, and I give him credit for doing it. Joel Burger and Ashley King have known each other since kindergarten. The couple got married last Friday in Illinois, courtesy of Burger King. <laughs> The bride, groom, and wedding party um, post, uh, posed in paper crowns from of the course, chain. Of course they did. Of course they did. Hey, they're paying for it. Why not? <laughs> the groomsmen also wore Burger King T-shirts under their suits. When the couple got engaged, they announced it with a photo taken under Burger King's I sign. Just, I just have to know. Does, is he wearing the underwear where you know, on the crotch it says Home of the Whopper? <laughs> uh, anyway, the, 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 Ching, the corporation had found out that they were engaged, and they contacted the couple offering to pay for it. Hmm. It's it's smart publicity, and I give him a lot of credit for doing it. Oh, it is. Just, I, I can't imagine there's a bride that's going to be like, oh, I want to get married at Burger King. They didn't get married at Burger King. Burger King just paid for it oh. and gave them the hats. Oh, I see. <laughs> it, the way it sounded, it was like, no, it wasn't <laughs> they, at, <laughs> they, they found like the biggest Burger King they could find in L.A. and just cleared it all out and reserved the whole room for the wedding party. And the little kids got to play in the play plays while they had the, the wedding ceremony going along. And the big guy with the goofy king hat was the one you know, officiating now, the marriage. Now, personally, I would, like, I would want to have the, that scary-looking king there. <laughs> yeah, I would. If I, you know, if you're going to do it, dude, go all the way Exactly. <laughs> just scare the shit out of the kids. Well, while d- just to have him out there on the dance floor during the reception. <laughs> so, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's the king doing the hustle. <laughs> So the screenwriter of the movies Double Jeopardy and The Rock, Douglas Cook, died this week at age 56. I saw that. He's a little young. Yeah. And, you know, he was a little young, but at the same time had his heyday in the late 80s, early 90s, and that was it. But Double Jeopardy was a really good show. 
I did like Double Jeopardy. That was that was a very compelling uh, murder mystery. Yep. Let's see. Oh, I love this one. ISIS in their desire to broaden their horizons and to create more destruction is developing suicide chickens. <laughs> really? Picture evidence of chickens with bombs <laughs> strapped to them. <laughs> you know, all they have to do is just like send everybody to McDonald's over time and their hearts will explode anyway. Oh, come on. If you're going to go with the chicken theme, it would have been KFC. <laughs> no, I, if I'm going to go with a, <laughs> if I'm going to, first of all, if they're going to go with a, a whole uh, jihad uh, on chickens, it wouldn't be Chick-fil-A because they're Christians. <laughs> That's true. So we've talked in the past how In-N-Out has a secret menu. Oh, there's lots of places that have secret menus. Turns out, and I didn't know this, and I worked there, McDonald's has a secret menu. Oh, I knew that. You knew about the McGangbang? Uh, that didn't happen when I was there because they didn't bring in the McChicken until after I had quit. And the fact you know what it is. Yeah, well, there's also the McBitchin. <laughs> yes. Uh, see, Do you know the, what the McBitchin well, is? We'll, let's, we'll get there. McGangbang uh, mixes a McDouble <laughs> with a McChicken sandwich, combines the two together for just $2. And just the fact of asking for McGangbang, that's just going to be fun. I need to go and ask for it. <laughs> we should do that. Right after. <laughs> Seriously, let's go. Record it. Take a record of it. Yeah. Uh, Can I have a McGangbang, please? There's the Monster Mac, also known as the You know what? You Mac. really shouldn't order that McGangbang if you're a male in San Francisco. <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> Um, but the um, the Monster Mac is a Big Mac with six extra patties of beef and cheese. Talk about colon clogging. Yep. Land, Sea, and Air Burger. Yeah, I've seen that one. Um, let's see. That That's the fish, the, the meat. Two beef burgers, a fish fillet, and, and a chicken and combined. That's just got to be nasty. With however many buns you wish for. And I, I, have to, I just have to wonder, which sauce do you put on it? Now, this one I love. Because remember, you remember you had the clicker sauces right there, yeah. right? You had the ketchup, the mustard, there was the mayonnaise, the mac sauce, the tartar, tartar sauce. sauce. Yeah. Uh, this one looks like it has tartar on the top, and that's it. Yeah. Of course, the beef patty is covering whatever might be on the bottom. <laughs> now, this one I really like. I, it's called the Mc1035 Burger. <laughs> it's uh, the hardest one to obtain. It's only available during a brief window when breakfast and the regular menu is cross, crossing over the, in the, so the kitchen. So right at, right at about uh, 1058. That's why they call it the 1035. Okay. The combo is a double cheeseburger with a sausage egg McMuffin and a bacon egg McMuffin. Gross. <laughs> Did I have the Canadian bacon from the... Yuck. The Big McChicken. Yeah, I've seen that one. Let's see. where It's it's a Big Mac, but instead of using a split-level two-deck bun, it uses McChicken patties instead. (laughs) (laughs) Topped off with Big Mac sauce. I have to know. Is it the the grilled chicken or the fried chicken? It looks like fried. At least it'll be juicy, because... Remember, did, did, were you working there when they introduced the, the, grilled, the yeah. gr- grilled chicken? Okay. Little known secret is don't ever order the, the grilled chicken because it has been frozen solid mm-hmm. and it's barely ever ordered. So by the time you get it, it already is more than likely have a little bit of freezer burn on it. Don't ever order the corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I know. Um, the chicken, the chicken <laughs> McGriddle. 
is uh, it's a breakfast sandwich that substitutes fried chicken patty in places of sausage, egg, or bacon. That could be pretty good. And is actually served in the southern states of America. Okay. So on my next trip to uh, Florida. The McKinney Mac. The McKinney Mac. Quarter pounder size Big Mac. Oh, you know what? Uh-huh. This one this one I know about for a long time. We used to serve this all the time down south. We had like four or five guys that would always come in asking for the quarter pounder Mac. Uh, the McCrepe. <laughs> Gross. Let's see. It blends <laughs> no, no. McDonald's hotcake and loads it with a yogurt parfait and is typed with granola and syrup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just sounds – first of all, the, the McDonald's grit, uh, pancakes are so super sweet already. I mean, yeah. I, get, I go into diabetic coma just smelling these things. Let's see. The all-American burger is simply without cheese and, and then um, – <laughs> I guess people order fries with Big Mac sauce. Never. Oh, people do it all the time. Oh, I bet they do. I would never. Well, it's their version of fry sauce, which is really big in southern Utah. Nowhere else does this exist. Yeah. Except for, for, well, yeah. um, I don't know. I've never actually, actually, I did order uh, food up in Idaho when we were filming up there. And I don't recall fry sauce as an option. I, I just assumed it was. But I do, you know, well, it might be spreading out but, now. But. but fry sauce, for those outside of Utah, is a pre-mix of ketchup, mayonnaise, and a, just a touch of pickle juice. Uh, sometimes, or sometimes they'll mix it with ranch and, and, uh, and uh, uh, ketchup. Yeah, it's a nasty version. <laughs> but the, it just, when we first moved here, we were just floored that people were taking this pink sauce and eating it with their french fries. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> I could in Southern California, people were doing the whole dip it in the ranch thing, or dip it and dip it in ketchup, but never did they think mayonnaise and ketchup together ought to be very very good. Let's see. Uh, there's the poor man's Big Mac. It's a McDouble with extra lettuce and Big Mac sauce without the ketchup or mustard. Um, there isn't ketchup and mustard on. Oh, you mean the? Oh, right, right, from yeah. the burger, right. The grilled cheese. <laughs> just the bun and the cheese. Cheese yeah. in between grilled McDonald's hamburger buns. Yep. You Mc- need to describe your bun boy <laughs> t-shirt. No, we're not there. We're not there. McLeprechaun shake is only available in March, and when the Shamrock Shake is available for St. Patty's Day, McLeprechaun shake is created by blending chocolate with it to produce mint chalk chip flavor. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, that that one has been around for a while. Napoleon Shake is blending together strawberry, mm-hmm. vanilla, chocolate. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that's not even like real milk. That's the <laughs> that's the yogurt cream yeah. weirdness that McDonald's puts now, out. You said there was one other burger which is on this list that you, it was on the secrets. Um, there was a couple of them, actually. Because that's everything they have listed on this, on uh, this article. <laughs> um, they had the... Uh, uh, they had the twin bird, which was you know uh, one, each type of uh, chicken on it. Um, back down south, what else did we have? Oh, jeez, been twenty years, so or twenty five years, so I can't really remember all of them. Uh, oh, um, they had biscuits and gravy, uh, and, and you, this is something you can't get in what uh, west of the Mississippi, but you can get biscuits and gravy. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. any, any place in the South that serves breakfast has biscuits and gravy. Her in a sultry voice, as for, I'll have the McGangbang. <laughs> Just to see what the hell Actually, she does. Like, hey, little lady. Yeah. I like to order the McGangbang. You got to have like three or four guys with you. No, you need to have three or four <laughs> black guys with you. Yeah. 
<laughs> you may have, you know, people that are taller than the two of us put together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big old bouncers out of some bar. Let's see. A mm-hmm. World War II era flash bomb detonated after it washed up on a Florida beach. <laughs> you know, Florida's got some really interesting things that happens with it. You know, they come up with the most amazing stories. And they have the most interesting crap wash up on their beaches. <laughs> this is true. Oh, man. Dog the Bounty Hunter and wife Beth the Large sued, doesn't say the large, but <laughs> sued for $30 million by fe- fellow fugitive seeker who claims their show ruined his life. Oh, yeah? How so? Uh, claims his reputation and bounty hunting business were destroyed after he was featured on the On the Hunt episode of Dog and Beth on the Hunt. <laughs> so many different ways you could take that story. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Dog and what's her name? Uh, Beth the Large. <laughs> I'm sorry. She'd always wear like these tight, tight clothes, and she's not a small chick. <laughs> Perhaps they were seeking uh, romantic interest with a third party. <laughs> and, <laughs> just when I went back. and a horse. <laughs> Fisher was described as a corrupt bondsman on the CMT program, alleges a dishonestly edited phone conversation was aired to make it appear that he made off with a $20,000 in collateral. Well, yeah, that would destroy your, your business. <laughs> yeah, it certainly would. Uh, that one may, be, may end up being legit. Yeah. And I bet you, uh, well, what they need, well, I, not, I, I they don't need I to sue them. sue them. Sue the production yeah, company. Yeah, you sue the producers and the editors for falsely, you know, and it's for liable. Yeah. And you, you sue for and the, lost business. Well, not just, yeah, it is lost business and liable, but you sue for the, uh, for your, uh, the bond coverage of yourself. And that way you're in the $25, 30000000 million range. Yeah. Band leader and composer Van Alexander, who co-wrote Ella Fitzgerald's first big hit, died this week in L.A. at 100 years old. Well, that's a good long life, and he had a very successful career. Yeah, wrote some really great stuff. Knew some amazing, amazing performers. I bet. And I bet you Jimmy Scott was one of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Paz de la Reta files new lawsuit for onset injury on movie bomb Nurse 3D which she claims wrecked her career, and she wants $55 million. <laughs> this, this film bombed when it came out in 2013. I never even heard of it. Uh, <laughs> it made $5 million. Ouch. Um, how much is, how much it was made for? Uh, it doesn't say how much it was filmed for. Probably, my guess, is 30 to $40. Um, well, that's not horrible. She, well, they actually made $5 million or it only took in $5 million? That's what it took in. Five million total. So it was a total bomb. Yeah. Okay. And while she was on set, she suffered a spinal injury when an ambulance that she was supposed to that was ambulance an ambulance that was yeah you said ambulance (laughs) that was supposed to speed by her clipped her. Oh, ow. Yeah. Um, That's a stuntman being sued. And she filed a lawsuit against production company Lionsgate. Which, well, Lionsgate's uh, got some deep pockets too. And, yeah, and they've they've actually made decent films over the years, but everyone's made a stinker. Yeah, and uh, she made she filed at the time seeking damages for negligence, but it hit back claiming she had already been compensated for the accident. Um, I guess she's on Boardwalk Empire now. Uh, she filed the new lawsuit according to the director Dog 
Dog. Doug. <laughs> I can't Dog the that. bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in my mind. And Beth the Large. <laughs> and yeah, well, when you're talking about, Ener- uh, about Empire, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Let's see. So, uh, I have more guy code. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioned you did. Yeah, so this is guy code bathroom etiquette. Ah. <laughs> and now for you female audience listeners, the way that females interact in the bathroom is very separate. They're very different. Very different, from, yeah. This is the way that guys interact. This is bathroom. actually opening up the dark crypt so you can actually see the monster that's inside of what guys do. This is bad visual imagery about talking about guys' <laughs> bathrooms. You're not going the right way with okay. this. So, number one. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I need to get a little lubrication here. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> yeah. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Uh, all right. Um, a man must not look at another man while chatting in the men's room. In fact, a man must avoid talking in the men's room, if at all possible. Actually, I've... I, I, been educated that this one that rule only applies if there's no stanchions between between, <laughs> between stalls or or between urinals yeah which is normal not to have oh that doesn't that just drive you nuts well that's the first time i went to when i was a kid when i went to dodger stadium oh it was, the, it was the, just it a was trough, trough. <laughs> it's like, really yeah that's my yeah. horse <laughs> yeah dad taking us there that was now that one was you're like dude this sucks <laughs> um Number two. Are you kidding? It was fabulous. A man's got to scratch what a man's got to stretch. I'll agree with that one any day of the week. This applies to picking as well. Let a man be. <laughs> yeah, I don't judge. No, no. Girls, if you could learn that rule for guys, you would be, both of you would be very, very <laughs> much happier than when you nitpick about, don't touch yourself. Don't touch yourself. You don't want to open this up farther. You really don't. There's no good ending to this. <laughs> well, there's, I only know of three women that listen to this, and none of them are my wife, so it's okay. <laughs> um, number three, if you accidentally touch or brush against another uh, another part of a man Make sure you're below the waist, Make sure you're it is understood as an accident, and no apologies are necessary as to not bring attention to the incident. <laughs> that one I could live with. Sorry, knocked your knob, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to put the whole fist on there? <laughs> oh, that's how you say hello in your country. <laughs> the ding dong honker. <laughs> um, uh, as long as we're going for toilet humor, let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no man shall spend more than two minutes in front of the mirror. If more time is required, then a three-minute waiting period must be allowed before returning to the mirror. This is for guys who put on too much product. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's just like the same thing. Like I've never, your, never had that Your issue. son. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. son spends a half an hour in oh, front of Oh, he's a princess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are, dude, he is like, like five degrees from being out of the closet. Gay. No, he's just way too much into priming and, and, and pampering. <laughs> Almost makes you wonder if he uh, trims downstairs. Not you personally, but I mean. I never really <laughs> considered, wanted to know. I should ask Hiram. He's the groomer. Uh, yeah. In more ways than one. 
an empty in an empty room, car, etc. A man may not ask another man if he is mad because he's not talking. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. But that really doesn't fall under bathroom etiquette. <clears throat> no, the, most of these uh, after this. Um, oh, yeah. If you uh, jiggle it more than twice, you're playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. That really is a given. Well, unless you got, you know, issues. Well, yeah, but at that point, <laughs> at that point in time, you're usually starting to bring in depends kind of thing. Otherwise, you are wearing colored underwear so you don't show the yellow stain. Otherwise, you're known as the stripe. <laughs> the stripe. <laughs> Just call me Dick Trickle. <laughs> um, never talk to a man in the, in the bathroom unless you are on equal footing, both urinating uh, or both washing your hands. Uh, for all other situations, and I recognize you nod, will do just fine. Yep. That I give. You know, because... It is so unfair to be, you know, controlling the stream so you don't cross the streams. <laughs> because that would create a complete reversal. But it only counts if you're at a trough. Usually I'm at a urinal. If someone's crossing over to my urinal, they're going to get hit. All right. Uh, when using your urinal in public... A buffer zone of at least one urinal will exist at all times <laughs> unless uh, uh, if the only empty urinal is directly next to an occupied one, then you are required to wait until one is opened up. <laughs> um, unless, of course, the there, urge is so extreme that you just... Or there's a line. Well, there is, a, there is one other option. You send your son into the, you know, the, empty, young, space. In the empty space and you wait. Yeah. And that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, this one's for Jeremy. Number nine, masturbate often. Exception, if your roommate is due back within an hour. There's so much wrong with that. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> for those that are married, it's not really necessary. Um, For those who are married, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you don't need to masturbate if you're married. and Or yeah. if, you, if you find it necessary, then you're doing it wrong. Right? Exactly. Okay, just to clarify. Number 10, in a locker room, a man may only look at another man's face. Any deviation to the offender loses their manhood. I'll go with that. And that's the final one. Okay. Come on, back up. So, um, the news article I've got here that I don't agree with. Um, is it news or is it an opinion piece? Because no, news. news doesn't have an opinion. You'll understand why I say this in a minute. <clears throat> Mother high on Xanax and marijuana crashes into car at Dunkin' Donuts drive-through with her two-year-old son in backseat. And actually, I, I did agree with it. Um, when I first grabbed this article, I just saw the Xanax, not the marijuana. I just saw, I saw the Xanax and Dunkin' Donuts. But with the marijuana, it brings it together and makes sense. Okay. Now you understand. Yes, now I understand. My knowledge <laughs> is full. I gotta have an effing donut now! <laughs> well, you would be, you know, it was either the Dunkin' Donuts or the 7 Eleven, and the Dunkin' Donuts was there first. Exactly. Little Wayne was booted off a private jet for lighting <laughs> up a joint after Pilot told him not to smoke. Yeah. Turn the plane around in mid Yeah. If you light that up, I'm turning this plane around right now. <laughs> well, you see, which is really weird because if you're if you're doing a private plane, 
the no smoking rules actually go out the door because uh, you're allowed smoking on private jets. Except that obviously was rented in the in the oh, okay. pilot had, had, and if it's a rented, you're not allowed to. Uh, actually, depends on the rental agreement. Well, that's true. I mean, Little Wayne's not good enough with his money to actually buy a jet. <laughs> Little Wayne's just not good enough, and we'll just leave it there. Uh huh. <laughs> Best foot forward, toe curling website wiki feet. Rank celebrity to- tootsies on their sexiest. Oh, this. And guess who comes out on top? As the sexiest foot? Uh-huh, for celebrities. I wouldn't begin. No, you got to realize, first of all, before we go anywhere with this, <laughs> you know that I have a foot thing, right? No, I didn't. Okay. Feet are the creepiest thing ever. You, you, you're you're okay. thinking about spiders? See, I'm feet. See, when you say I've got a foot thing, I start thinking, really, you've got a foot fetish? No, <laughs> it is a foot phobia. So foot phobia, the best looking feet for the, the, oh, thank the you. wiki feet. Is <laughs> Why don't you just go and find that spider that I can throw back <laughs> exactly. on Exactly. <you? laughs> for a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, episode 55. By the way, yeah, I just listened to that, by the way. It was the funniest thing we have <laughs> really, oh man. Especially the very last tagline. <laughs> Ranked number one is Emma Watson's feet. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen Emma Watson's feet. And on the, neither have I, but they've got pictures on the article. <laughs> oh, goody. Listed on there is Jennifer Aniston, and her feet um, to me look like hell. Well, very veiny. I wouldn't be looking at her feet if I was looking at Jennifer Aniston. Exactly. <clears throat> I would uh, be looking at her eyes. Mili Kunis. Oh, yuck. That dog? She's got smooth feet. <laughs> goody. It's just gone a bunch actually, of Actually, I, I used to say uh, Mili Kunis actually isn't a dog. It's just... She's so much younger than I am that it's yeah. like, mm, let's do a touch of teenager. Mm, pedophile. Yeah. Oh, this is an article I definitely wanted to, to discuss. Um, oh, I thought you were going to torture me with more feet. No, no, no. Okay. How to spot a serial killer. Criminologists <laughs> reveal five traits the most notorious murderers have in common. Okay, let's see if I have any of these traits. One, a power junkie. Serial killers typically, typically have a real affinity with power, even when they, they've been caught and know the game is up. Yeah, uh, I might be able to, I might slide into that category. Two, a manipulator. <laughs> of what? <laughs> Apparently, vulnerability and the need to please. Oh, I thought you were talking like some other kind of no. manipulation. No, manipulating other people. I think, think the Manson family. Yeah, I know. Number three, an egotistical bragger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Check. Number four. And this one makes you safe. <laughs> oh, yeah? A superficial charmer. No, I'm definitely not a charmer. <laughs> You're usually going the other route. No, I, I'm not trying. I just do. <laughs> I have a natural affinity for pissing people off. <laughs> Number five. An average Joe. Mm, I'm not really an average Joe either because I really do piss people off. Oh, well, I know. The, But the thing is... Uh, I don't try to piss people off, but if I'm going to, I might as well have fun with it. Go full bore? Well, there's, there's times when somebody will hit the full ass button, and I'll go into full ass mode. Yeah. But it's not as often as it used to be. And here's an article for those who are older than 65. No. Not really our demographic, but what? <laughs> yes, for, for our... <laughs> for when next time mom listens... I was actually thinking maybe uh, the one is or, uh, the one I, uh, Iranian Iranian is listening is maybe sixty five. 
Garrison Keeler says next season of A Prairie Home Companion <laughs> will be his last as host. <laughs> yeah, no one. Too bad Hiram wasn't here for this because he loves making fun of Garrison Keeler. That's so easy. <laughs> Though you got to give him um, props for keeping the he's, old style radio stories alive. Well, he's been doing it what since like '66 or yeah, something forever. Jeez, like like, spending uh, three hours a week on the radio, or actually it's two hours every week on the radio as a you know comedic storytelling, and that kind of production actually takes a long time. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially with the old school audio integration and. The, the the stories that they created were magical. Oh, no, they are. It's and, just all the lead-up is boring as hell. <laughs> it does take a while to get there with yours and Keeler. Yeah. And the the problem is that he keeps trying to beat the same joke horse over and over again. Well, and part of, well his his humor <clears throat> is definitely for the plus 65 crowd. Well, it, well yeah, but uh, I guess I've, I might fit in there, too, because I still listen to the... Recording of Jack Benny and uh, and uh, Burns and Allen. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that, but not every week <laughs> trying to do that shtick. No, I just whenever I, I'm in a mood, yeah. I go and listen to it. Because I, I, the jokes are timeless. Oh, yeah. And that's if the jokes are timeless, then you can listen to it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. See, George Coe, veteran actor and original Saturday Night Live cast member, died this week at 86 after a long illness. And that's a lot of them that have kicked off. They're getting to that age. And you know, for Siren Life, getting that old with that many drugs, that's actually impressive. Because uh, <laughs> we had you know, uh, John Belushi way early. Uh, not too recently was Jan Hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just wondering when Jane Curtin, uh, so there was Gilda Radner back in the 80s. Yeah. And that was a truly tragic loss. That was. Way too young. So, so freaking talented and incredibly funny. Her and, timing was amazing. Oh, and she could pull off the innocence or the total bitch or the just, it was so much fun to watch her. Yeah. And <clears throat> under a uh, news article under the you're doing it wrong category, <laughs> gunshot wound victim dropped off at a Walmart instead of a hospital. Wow. That. Yeah, <laughs> what, just, what state are we in here? Just go into the medical aisle. <laughs> go get some gauze. Oh, no, actually, this makes total sense. It, it does. It does. It's from South Florida. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Florida. You know, I, uh, I'm going to be getting a text or two on this one, man. I am going to be. I, uh, I'm going to be getting a couple private messages about uh, why are you doing all these Florida things? Because, uh, hey guys, oh, the, the news is well, coming out of your state. Don't blame us. I'm just. I, we're well, just the messenger. <laughs> Sarcastic asshole messenger. Yes, but we're just the messenger. Oh man, just unbelievable. <clears throat> One hundred ninety pound man who was wanted over a ten thousand dollar warrant died after getting stuck in a twelve inch gap between buildings as he fled from police in California. Wow. He was motivated. Yeah, I'm sure he was. The officers tried to save his life with CPR, but he was 190 pounds. Yeah. Are you sure? (laughs) Come on, buddy. You can come out of there. They searched for him for 30 minutes and found him stuck in the gap. So who knows how long he'd been crammed in there. Yeah. But 130-pound guy, one-foot gap. You're not going to make it. Dude, I wouldn't even try it in a four-foot gap. <laughs> no kidding. No, it's wider than I am wide, or it's thinner than I am wide. I'm not shuffling it down that way. So, Spencer, yes. uh, this article has a serious question for okay. you. Is your penis good looking? 
Last I checked. Medical studies reveal what women really rate as important. <laughs> and it's not length. <laughs> Was there like a little tattooed smiley face on it? Or... Boy, uh, that would really hurt. Let's see. Uh, um, oh, I actually should have read this article earlier because I thought it was just be like a quick little blurb. But it's actually <laughs> in-depth on, on, the, <laughs> on the, the taxonomy of schlongs. <laughs> so do they prefer sweater, no sweater, turtleneck? Let's see. How researchers sought to define a good-looking penis. In the questionnaire, the women were also asked how important they considered eight different aspects of a penis on a five-point scale, ranging from one, unimportant, to five, very important. Okay. They were Do you length, strongly agree or strongly disagree? <laughs> length, right. girth, position, shape of the meatus, shape of the glands, appearance of the scrotum, shape of the penis skin, Appearance of, pu- of pubic hair and general cosmetic appearance. Okay. And they've got a whole ugly big chart on this. <laughs> I bet it was. If it's, here's the penis chart. <laughs> it's never a pretty chart. Considered of least importance was the position of the meatus, the opening where the urine leaves the body. This is significant for men who have suffered hypocepatius because of the meatus is a, uh, should have gone there yeah it's it's just basically the position of the hole based on yeah. the orbit of the head let's see uh, as displayed in the table above general cosmetic appearance was rated as the most important factor while length was ranked sixth and position uh, uh, and shape of the meatus was last researchers say the length of there's a really stuck on the length question. <laughs> Apparently, they might be finding themselves a little <laughs> inadequate. The researchers say the length finding confirms previous studies, which have found most women find penis size unimportant or even totally unimportant, and that most women are satisfied with their partner's penis size. My partner liked my size. <laughs> well, sure, they would with Carl Malone. No, that's true. That's true. I, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> now, when we talk about Mr. Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> In addition, men should know that women look rather at the overall genital appearance than individual penal aspects such as position and shape or of the meatus and penis size. Um, they're really stuck <laughs> I on the cannot size. believe we are talking about <laughs> <laughs> going in depth about the penis. <laughs> Earlier this year, scientists revealed it was considered normal. And I think that the, that right <clears throat> statement right there is wrong because it... it What's normal? The penis size. Oh, yeah? Because that really is determined by your genetic background well normal for an american is our average i should say is five and a half well that's the thing is what they found here is what they listed was for an average caucasian male right it doesn't take into effect. what about an asian male exactly <laughs> or, or, <yeah. laughs> they didn't the, an italian male didn't di- or a... differentiate <laughs> anyway I thought it would, uh, it would this be would funnier be, than that. Well, actually, this would be something that I think Bill Handel would go directly into and just <laughs> like a full hour in depth about the yeah <laughs> the genitalia. Uh, Nazi hunter files report with Danish police claiming 90-year-old man worked as a concentration camp guard in Belarus. I saw this uh, at the beginning of last week, I think. I actually saw a special with this guy who's the, the Nazi hunter, and I believe one of the people he was tracking on this – the special that was filmed uh, last year. Franken zipper is here. <laughs> really, after talking about <laughs> his back, you know, <laughs> all I see is going, coming in, going. Hola. Oh, nah. She's about the right gate. 
Sweet. Yeah, that one I'll be careful <laughs> for. You hit a skunk <laughs> and you're paying for it for the next week. Week? Month. Uh, it depends on where and how young the skunk is. <laughs> Actually, more likely it'll just hit your tire, unless, of course, you scare the shit out of it and then it'll nail you. And then you're taking a tomato juice bath. So the guy who's accused of being uh, working at the concentration camp said he did go to Bob Risk as a 17-year-old to undergo military training, but <laughs> wasn't actually there working in the camp. Nice. So We'll see what comes of that. The last couple guys they've gone after, they haven't actually filed anything until they had evidence. Well, that that's only fair. And here's a show that is being announced that uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I'm absolutely going to hate every aspect of. Is anyone in your family going to love it? Doubtful. Okay. You know, at least with Sharknado, my 10-year-old I know is excited for. <laughs> Kate Blanchett to direct TV series about <laughs> mentally ill Cornelia Rao, who was unlawfully held in an immigration detention center after escaping a terrifying cult. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that that one dies quickly. <clears throat> uh, now, well, it, I think a sitcom it, based on having, you know, one, you know uh, being locked in a loony bin with a bunch of uh, ex- existential uh, characters would be funny. Wait, 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 wait. Comedy? Detention camp? No, not detention camp. Deton- <laughs> a comedy down in Guantanamo, Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. <laughs> call it, just call it the Jihad. No, call it Gitmo. <laughs> no, Actually, no, yeah. that wasn't some secret thing guys in Iran. <laughs> Actually, it was. Uh, here's another one which I, has, I, I really don't like the uh, film that is, that is in the works. What's that? And I... It's either I'm going to not like it, and it may go all the way to when it comes out of loathing it. Oh, there's so many of the films that you do loathe. Sword in the Stone Returns. Game of Thrones writer hired by Disney to pen script for live action reboot. Oh, no. And the fact that it's live action. Okay, first of all, is, you know it's going to be Disney, which means it's going to be a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> you know, if it's actually a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> he put his hand on my hilt. <laughs> so my question is, when are they going to do the musical reboot of The Black Cauldron? That would be great. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you calling The Black Cauldron? It's now gay, <laughs> black gay porn. No. <laughs> black cauldron. <laughs> no, that would be the reboot of The Black Hole. <laughs> <laughs> and my last news article, which I saw today, oh, yeah? just absolutely... Um, Screams Alabama news. Okay. Pictured with her wedding ring, the teenager who married her 37-year-old 12th grade teacher, and now she cannot be forced to be the star witness in his sex crime trial because they're married. Um, actually, I'm willing to bet that she can. She could if she wanted to, but she can't be forced to because they're married. Um, no, I'm actually willing to bet because the... Uh, the alleged incident happened before they were married. Who's that? What? Is that Jeremy? Yeah. Can I use your guns? Is it a double entendre? Yeah, he means, dad, <laughs> he means dad's man boobs. Actually, he was, he was wanting to borrow dad's guns to go out and target practicing with his friends. Um, what guns? Because there's, you don't want to just hand them over uh, 270 just to go no, target shooting. No, 30 out 6. Uh, even then, well, the 30 out 6 isn't, uh, isn't, 
Uh, well, is, is the thirty out six the bolt action or the lever action? It's the lever. Yeah, that's the one he wanted was the thirty out six. Um, yeah, I, well, we also have a twenty two that's a lever, long rifle. And Definitely give the twenty two. That would be the one I would hand over. Well, he, and he was going. Those are the two that he wanted. I don't. I well, the thirty well, out six actually isn't bad. Isn't that old Earl? No. Well, Who's is it? Old Earl is actually with Paul. Um, that one is cows. Oh, didn't know that. I knew the seven millimeter <clears throat> was cows. I thought I took that back. No, um, actually, all the guns uh, never actually left here. He was going to the last time Cal was here, but Cal was driving to California. And they get sensitive about stuff like that. Yeah, so the guns are staying in Utah for now. Like the, the, uh, a couple of years ago, my friend... Um, and I just realized we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> a, a couple of years ago, my friend, my friend Heather and her husband, Mike, came out here to see his Ryan Cannon and all yeah. that. And Mike's a great guy. He's real big into guns. And oh, no. He, he owns an AR-15 or two. Uh-huh. And, I, and I made him very, very jealous with my concealed carry permit card I'd just gotten. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he can't even get that in California. You can, but it's almost impossible and totally not worth it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Amy Cox, 18, um, ju- got married just as, as soon as she graduated and turned 18. Alabama yeah. law says spouses cannot be compelled to testify against each other. Yeah, but I think that would actually be – I bet you that one's going to be challenged. Because the uh, alleged action happened first as she was a minor, and second well, before they were married. That's up to a, a judge to. Well, to I know, figure and out. I'm just saying. I bet you that one's actually going to be challenged in court. Yeah, you know, they'll it'll be a motion to be challenged. So they married <clears throat> in a quickie ceremony in Gulf Shores, Alabama, <laughs> after he divorced his wife of 17 years, making Cox stepmother to his 10-year-old son. It's now Bill and Ted's. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but in in, in, the prosecutor says she's not not going to back down the charges against the teacher who first met Cox through his niece, a fellow student. Oh, that there's so much about the Springs Deep South (laughs) or Colorado City. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just waiting for the when you hear the same players in about four years. And it's going to be an alleged sex crime of her against her uh, stepson. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, you know, in four or five years, he'll be 14, 15, she'll be 24, and he'll be in his 40s. There's just so much not right about this article. <laughs> we are talking about Mississippi. Alabama, close oh, enough. Well... <laughs> Well, she's a cute kid. Just too bad that she's he, she's marrying a dirtbag. Yeah. No, that that's there are very few men I do think need, deserve to be castrated, and I think he's right on the borderline of needing it. <laughs> chemical castration in your future. Who says anything about chemical? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the old nailing nail broken glass for, route. <laughs> I'm thinking of the uh, let's go change that ca- that calf into a. Into a, 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 a blew that line, <laughs> and the, the nail and gro- broken glass deal was an old farmer joke. Guy gets a, a farmer farmer's uh, a daughter gets pregnant. He uh-huh. takes the guy, and the guy has not married to her. Takes the guy in the woods with a, with a shotgun, and has him drop his pants. Nails his scrotum to a board. Lights one end on fire. Gives him a, a, a broken bottle. <laughs> Your choice, burn it or cut it. <laughs> Either way, no. The, I'm. 
I don't know if you've seen um, the old-fashioned style of castrating a calf. The gra- metal grabber thingers? Uh-uh. You, or, bite, you bite them off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really that hungry. I had a big <laughs> meal. <laughs> I'm not saying you go to do it. <laughs> Jeremy, come here. We, we have a problem to fix. <laughs> so, so actually, you, uh, actually you, you, you take care of two birds with one storm. Cause storm, one, storm? Storm, whatever. The... You get you got you got the guy who gets his nuts nabbed off, and, right. but then you also um, get somebody else who's in jail for pedophilia. That's allowed to get out early if he's the one who's willing to do the chomping. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly we have a use for pedophilia, pedophiles in our society, <laughs> other than other than jail windbreakers. <laughs> jail windbreakers. <laughs> Actually, I always thought that. The best thing you could do for pedoph- for pedophilia, pedophiles, pedophilia, you want to cure pedophi- uh, pedophilia across the United States. Santa Cruz is an island off of California. It is used by the Navy for target practice. <laughs> I say we sentence all the pedophiles to Santa Cruz. And and to save money on <laughs> on transportations, those that are in Hawaii, instead of sending them back to the states to be, go to go to that island, we could send them out to the leper colony. <laughs> I'm a giver. I'm uh, thinking about the taxation. Yeah, and, and, you know what? They'll live a nice, healthy life for a few years. Well, it depends on what part falls off first. <laughs> Hopefully, that one. <laughs> but I, an article I didn't grab, I, and so I just know part of the headline on it. Uh, in the deep south again, armadillos <laughs> are being are are being blamed for the spread of leprosy to six people. Actually, that's that's that actually happened when I was in the south. There was a big epidemic of leprosy that was spreading through all the, uh, not just the panhandle, but all the way over to... From the hard-backed rats? Yeah, from, uh, well, from basically Arkansas all the way through uh, that kind of region across Alabama, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, northern Florida, Mm. all through there. There was just like massive breakouts of leprosy. Fortunately, leprosy is very curable right now. Yeah. Just... uh, (laughs) But you don't, the problem is you don't know you have it until you lose a finger. No, or two. actually, uh, they started regularly testing people because it shows up as a rash. Oh, that's what happens. You keep scratching, keep scratching, keep scratching, and the finger falls off. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for tonight. Oh, I thought we'd go into Bluebonnet Plague next. <laughs> that's for next week. <laughs> I see. That's so passe. So passe. Actually, the Bluebonnet Plague is coming back in the Southwest with a vengeance. What the hell are you people doing down there? You're catching no, everything. No, southwest, here. Oh, southwest. No, here, southwest. here, here. Here in the desert. It, oh. uh, all the jackrabbits are starting to get uh, the stringy jackrabbits, not the cottontails. Yeah. They're, they're carrying bubonic. Oh, lovely. And you also can't, uh, can't trust the, the rat droppings, so, you know, we're all screwed out here. <laughs> yeah. well, I, think, I don't think there's a region in the country that isn't screwed up in one way or another. And, of course, my cute music wasn't cute right. What are we trying to... Just something on there for a closing out song. And I, I hadn't actually listened to it because I was busy do, doing news and news. news. I cannot speak tonight. <laughs> I need to get some sleep. <laughs> Dude, this is like the longest freaking intro. Oh, my gosh. This thing hasn't actually started yet. It's a minute into the video. Are you insane? <laughs> Let me cue it. You know, this is... Okay. Here's the, it here's actually the, is starting. Yeah. You know, this is even better than uh, having... The freaking YouTube commercial show up first. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow, we're talking about random. Daft Punk playing Pharrell Williams. Get lucky. Nice. 
All right. You've been listening to Happy Valley Speakeasy. Thanks for all 15 countries that listen to us. And jerka jerka. Oh. See you later. Are you going to say something else? Oh, yeah. I, I, we never actually got into the numbers of what our downloads were. Oh, we'll talk about it next week. All right. Have fun, all. All right. See you.